Hello and welcome to SMPD, the podcast where we look back at the shows that shaped our childhood. I'm Chris Bolton. With me, as always, my partner in podcasting, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. And this episode, we are looking back at probably the last of the Nicktoons, certainly the last of the Nicktoons that I can remember, Hey Arnold. Yeah, now this one I remember coming about, I think it was about 96-ish over here, it appears. Probably, because um, because I was definitely like on the cusp of being too old. Like I was definitely yeah. approaching my mid-teens by the time this dropped. So that, that sounds about right. About 95, 96 is probably about right, I would say. Yeah, looking at the wiki page now, it's done as late. It's done as early October '96. So yeah, that, yeah that, that kind of tracks. Yeah, um, yeah, and I always remember. It's weird because I remember um, being aware of it, seeing it um, on TV when it was on, because um, it. Tra- I think it came from um, Nickelodeon turned up on ITV, um, yeah. and again, it was another one of these that popped up on like fucking Motormouth or whatever it was before that was a thing before um, before SM, uh, SMTV. And I remember, you know, I remember sort of seeing. I remember thinking it's quite cool. It's quite funky. It's again it had that similar aesthetic to Rugrats, and as much as it had that sort of that, that very definite Nick style. Um, and yeah, I remember it being quite funny. I remember it sort of being quite comparable to uh, to uh, Recess. Uh, very similar themes. Very similar. Um, very similar writing. Um, and then latterly, because when I went to sixth form, um, there was a girl whose surname was Arnold. So that was the funniest thing fucking ever. Uh, was calling her hey arnold i mean yeah that's that's a given um yeah it's interesting you mentioned recess because there's two shows that this kind of gets mixed in with for me as well one being recess the other being doug um and Mm. i was i was quite interested to rewatch this because i don't think or at least i didn't think it was as good as either of those shows at the time um Mm. i'd go as far as to say this was probably the least favorite of all the Nicktoons for me. Um, not that I think it's bad. I don't think any of the mm. Nicktoons are bad, particularly. Um, this just never connected with me. Um, and I think that's partially because I was getting to my mid-teens and cartoons were for kids. Um, yeah. you know, So there's a little bit of that. I did still watch this, but there was a little bit of that to it. But also, I think it was more that it was kind of last through the gate as well. And we already had Doug yeah. in recess. And, and and so I had those to hold it up to. Um, and I think, you know, I, I've pulled some more stuff out of it in, in rewatching as well that, you know, I can look back on my initial reaction to it now and perhaps track that through and see what it was. Um, but I, I certainly don't think it's bad. So I don't want to, before I start making comparisons like that and saying it's not as good, this isn't me dumping on it by any stretch. Um, yeah, I, no, I think that's fair though. I think that, I mean, I say recess was the obvious comparison for me. It had very, it was very similar. It was, it was around about the same time as mm-hmm. well. And yeah, it's just being in that sort of, I think it's middle school. I don't think they're, they're in high school. I think they're, they're I think they're in. Um, yeah, they're, they're like just, no, they're, they're like so, nine or ten, aren't they? So they're, yeah, they're, they're like um, so you know they're not, they're they're still in grade school, and yeah, it just it, it felt natural to compare the two. And I mean, the biggest difference I found here is that when we um, did recess way back when, um, I may have sat down and just sort of let it play on my iPad while I was playing FIFA and gone to bed about seven hours later, um, and just having watched far more than I planned to. And this time out, the biggest pain in the ass, I couldn't find that many to actually watch. 
because they're not out there. No, they're really not. Um, it is available on DVD. I don't have the DVDs. Um, so it is quite difficult to track down. There are some quite bad rips floating around uh, out there. But yeah, it's not the easiest thing to find. Um, I have managed to watch quite a few episodes. This uh, this recording itself is way overdue, listeners. So I apologize for any regular listeners out there. Um, life's kind of got in the way again. 2023 is been a bitch to be honest for both yeah. of us it, it started well is it yeah yeah um and and we've probably got a little bit more disruption to the show coming over the course of the next six yeah. to eight weeks but once summer's out of the way hopefully we'll settle down uh, again and get back to a regular recording schedule but anyway all that's by the by that's just a, a way of saying i've actually you know been watching this off and on for best part of about a month to six weeks so i've seen quite a few um I can't say that I would probably sit down and binge it like like yourself with recess. I found that incredibly easy to watch, and I could yeah. just stick it on and and watch it. Um, Doug the same when we were doing Doug, like I could I could watch Doug for fucking hours and hours mm. and hours. Um, I did find this a struggle, like it was it was a one and done every time, and I can't say I didn't. It's, it's not like I wasn't enjoying it, but. Hmm. Yeah, it just didn't it didn't really click with me still either. It was it was kind of a one and done. Uh some episodes were markedly better than others for me. Yes. Um and there is a reason for that as well. So I I think yeah, this is probably the place to get into it. I mentioned that, you know, I pulled some extra stuff out of this um this time that perhaps I wouldn't have as a child, um, in making those comparisons. And I think one of the immediate things that stuck out to me is with recess, for instance, you know, we, we constantly talk about the kind of universal theme of school and how everybody can relate yeah. to school. And the strongest episodes that I've watched of Hey Arnold and the ones that have connected me the most are ones that are set in the school and revolve yeah, around definitely. activities in the school. Like it feels at home there. Um, yeah, the, like I think the, the 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 best one I saw was when they were doing the, the school play and they were doing um, Romeo and Juliet. I've seen that one too. Yes, um, definitely, easily the best one. That, that was I've I thought was probably the strongest one. Um, Easy. That I've the they had a and D esque one as well, which was quite fun. Yeah, I mean, a um, couple of reasons for that with the Romeo and Juliet though is one that it's in school and two is that Helga is clearly the best character in this entire fucking show. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like she she's what gets it like she's what i'm watching for if i'm perfectly honest like she she's yeah. absolutely brilliant um so so there's that to it the, the school episodes were stronger but then that led me down the path of like okay well why then because doug wasn't he wasn't set around the school doug was yeah. it like he was in school but doug was more about the kind of small town adventures of this of this guy of this yeah. ordinary kid doug funny um, and then that's where I realized why Hey Arnold never really clicked with me and why it hasn't this time either, in that when they're not in school, they're actually living in a big city in America, and it's very kind of cosmopolitan. Like, you know, they're not rich or moneyed, but they're in this cosmopolitan city, yeah. and they're living a city life, and they're city kids. Like, yeah, they're kind of a little bit on the rough end of it. but mm. and, and I wasn't growing up. Like I grew up in the fucking valleys. I couldn't to get to my nearest city was a forty minute train ride. Like I, I didn't have that kind of city life and I didn't have all of these things on my doorstep, like they go into museums and then they're getting into like local legends and they're going out to yeah. the country for a camping trip. And it's like, no, 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 that was just where I went to play. 
Like yeah, that, it, that's just out, that's out the back garden through the gate and five minutes up the road. That's what I, and, and yeah, and so I think with recess I could connect with the school and with Doug because it was more of that suburban small town. Yes, I was able to connect with that because that felt more like my community growing up, whereas this didn't. And I, you yeah. know, that it's unfair to criticize the show for that. I'm sure if you were an inner city kid growing up, this is very well observed, and I'm sure yeah. it has that real core audience that will connect with it on that level. But that wasn't me, and I can't connect to those stories, unfortunately. I just can't, um, because I don't yeah. know what it and was like right. to be a kid that's... in a city, you know? Yeah, I mean, I. I still grew up in a slightly bigger town than you did, but again, it was still kind of, you know, it was an industrial backwater. It wasn't exactly a, you know, a major anything other than pain in the ass. Mm. Um, and much the same, my nearest city was you know, half hour in a car or 40, or 40 minutes the other way on the train, you know, so it wasn't it wasn't uh, a case of, you know, I, I could pick any of this stuff up. But I think, yeah, I think you're right. There's the stuff in the school, the stuff that's structured, the stuff that doesn't revolve around them doing city activities were a lot more, um, a lot more recognisable. They, they for me, even that, even this time, they were far stronger um, episodes than the um, than the other ones. Um, so the the two that stand out, well, the three that stand out for me, um, again, they have this sort of universality to them. One is the school play. One is where they're playing that card and dice game, which is a bit like D and D, but not for legal reasons. Um, and the other one was the first one I watched, and it was the first one I watched was actually two episodes in one, um, and it was the um, little pink notebook. Which was um, yeah. Helga's no she Helga's diary, effectively, and she'd no written old poems about Arnold and whatever else. Um, and yeah, they were the ones because whatever, no, whatever you've grown up watching, whatever it is, there's no, there's always that story. There's always the unrequited love, the the, the, the unfulfilled crush. There's always something around a school play and performance anxiety and stage fright and fitting in and all the rest of it. And then there's no, there's always something about their pastimes, which is is it's not unique to anybody, but it's close enough that you can you can recognize it. And they don't they're very contained and i think that's where the writing in this is a lot stronger than we than you see in the other episodes and so when they do go off to the museum they do go off to them the um i think there was one oh, fuck, i can't remember what it was but they were basically more or less playing fucking hide and seek in the city yeah um and i mean I, I jumped around i think i only saw maybe seven or eight episodes um so i really struggled to find um content and didn't have time to buy the dvds um, and probably wouldn't want to anyway, to be honest, because I'm not. I'm, I sit down and binge in this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there were a range of se- you know, seasons as well. So a couple from season one, a couple of season three, one from season five, and one from season six. So I think I, I spread them out quite well. Mm. But yeah, the and it's the same with most of these shows. You start small and you get bigger and bigger and bigger as as you get more comfortable. And it was the earlier ones for me which were a lot better. Yeah, I mean, I I watched uh, quite a few across the span of seasons as well. I couldn't tell you which ones were from what now looking back on it, but you can definitely see the improvement in quality as the seasons go on. Um, yeah. I, I think for what it's worth, you know, the writing in general is consistently pretty good. Um, it's, yeah. it's just that, like I say, for me, I just, I couldn't connect with being a kid in... I don't know where they're supposed to be. It seems like it's like Chicago or New York or some yeah, big city that is sure. some unspecified city. But I couldn't connect with that. I couldn't as a kid, and I can't now. Having now spent, you know, a good decade and a bit of my adult adult life living in the largest city in our surrounding area, you know, you'd think I'd be able to relate to city life, but I, not as a kid, I can't. You know, I I no, live that, there as a it. fucking fully grown adult, so that's a totally different thing. Um, so, 
yeah, I, I feel like perhaps it alienates its audience slightly in that, it, it, you know, it's not as universal as it could be. Recess will never grow old and will appeal to generation upon generation because it's set in school. And as we've said many, yeah. many times on this show, everyone's been to school. Doesn't matter where, doesn't matter what country, doesn't matter how old, yeah. everyone's been to school. We've all had those experiences. Yeah. So we and, can and share And the, the thing with Recess as well, it doesn't rely on... Whereas other things do, it doesn't rely on modern technology. So they don't—they're not all running around with phones and things like that because obviously they didn't have them at the time the recess came out. But they didn't need them. There's nothing missing from the story that would where you'd think actually now in you know, 2023, kids would all have phones. Yeah. Um. So it, it, I think the way it's set out kind of lends itself to that. And I think there's there's a bit of that to this as well. But because they when they when they're in that school environment, you would accept that. But when they're out and roaming and out and playing in the city and wherever else, you would expect at least some fucker to have a phone. And so, and because of the scenario, then it dates it. Not the content itself doesn't date it. The scenario, the, the situation dates it. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, but I think, you know, in general, it's. I think it could have worked having them running around in the city, you know, and and you could ignore all of that technology stuff. But I think generally, if you're going to tell those stories, they needed to tell bigger stories is the problem. Yes. It, it's not so much that they don't have access to phones and stuff like that. It's just that they are seem to be aimlessly wandering around the city anyway. And it's, mm. you know, if, if you're doing that, set it in a small town and have them like aimlessly hanging out at the park or or wherever yeah. it's going to be because it's the south park thing that you have them hanging out at the bus stop or by stark's pond yeah you, they, they don't need they don't need a big massive backdrop for it they just need to be somewhere together and and then you rely on your writing and your characterization and your performances to, to sell it rather than rather than you see yes because what they actually do as well then by having them constantly roam around the city is it this has got a very very large cast of supporting characters like huge yes. Uh, you know, again, as opposed to Recess or Doug, where you have actually quite a small core of characters, you know, and you don't have massive supporting cast lists, you just have yeah. maybe nine or ten characters that you could focus on, whereas this just, there are characters everywhere that pop up for a random episode yeah. and then go away again, and you never really yeah. get to know any of them other than Arnold, Gerald, Helga, and maybe Grandpa. You know, every, every, yeah. everyone else. And, and I think possibly you get snippets of Phoebe as well, but not masses. Yeah. yeah so and I think else that's feels... a, yeah. I think I think you're right with that because if you look at um, certainly Recess, and I, I know this isn't a Recess show. We talked about Recess a year or so ago, um, but if you look at Recess, it's a, it's a, a a veritable ensemble show. And yes, you have a bigger cast, and yes, you, you know because it's set in you know, more or less entirely in a school. And you do have like you know, the uh, the kindergartners or the first graders, and you do have king, you know, um, have the king and all those. You do have these supporting cast, but actually, in every episode, you're ensemble. It's like an episode of Friends. Everybody has something to do. Yes. Whereas in this, you, you know, you might you, know, you might not see Gerald for half the episode, and then he pops up with a one liner. Yeah. Or he pops up with some some trash talk, and then he disappears again. And it's like, okay, we well, in it then. Somebody, somebody needed to get paid, and that's kind of it. You, you know, but the the episodes where you don't have everybody involved. They seem to struggle because the, I, either the characters aren't strong enough or the situation isn't strong enough to hold it together with just one or two characters. Yeah, agreed. And you know, by by the same token, yeah, occasionally you don't see Gerald at all. Occasionally you don't see Helga at all. And and genuinely, yeah. when she's not in it, this show is suffering oh. every minute. Yeah, like she's Definitely. she's the only character that's interesting in the slightest to me. Well, she wants something. She has a constant. She has a constant desire. She has a, you know, she has a constant story. 
Yes. Her, you know, her character means something. So then you're always rooting for her to either get what she wants or fall flat in her face. Well, not yet. One way or the other, you, she, you know, there's, there's something in it. Everybody yeah, not, else is pointless. Yeah, not only does she want something consistent, she's also in constant conflict as well, which lends drama, you know, because yeah. she loves Arnold, but she hates Arnold. And so she's, she's interesting. And again, I think that's yeah. something that all of us can relate to growing up. Is always that person no, that actually you're you're kind of crushing on and you don't know how to react. So what you do is annoy the piss out of each other. Like that's part of being yeah. a kid because you don't understand these feelings. So and also part of being married, pretty much. Um, so you know that that all makes sense. But then Arnold, who's our lead, just I I, I don't know who he is or what he wants or what the point of him is. He's just utterly bland. Um, it's very very strange other than the fact that obviously he's got a unique look so you know who he is because he's got this football head like yeah there's there's nothing to him you know he's just this he's a nobody well, that, i mean that was something i was really confused about as well and it's the stewie problem having family guy as well is that the character design doesn't work i hate the look of this show i hated it then i hate it now i think this show looks appalling it looks the, the, the color palette is too bright. The, yep. the palette is too bright, but also the character design doesn't make any sense. Nope. Because why does he have a deformed head? Because nobody else does. That's the issue. Like if any, yeah, and some I think of the if, others. If, if you're going to do that, yeah, yeah. If I mean, and they they kind of tried to explain it away in Family Guy. They made a joke of the fact that you know, Stewie looked normal when he was bouncing on the bed. He bounced too high. He banged his head on the ceiling and squashed his head. Fine. Mm. There you go. It's a gag. It's easy, but also. If any, if anybody actually gives a shit, that's why he has a football shaped head. Yeah. Whereas with Arnold, there's nothing to it, and it's not as if you can say, "Well, no, that's the you know the whatever they were called family." I can't remember the surname now. Uh, Shortman. Um, I should remember that. I work with a girl called Shortman. Um, but like nobody else in the family has a football shaped head. No, and it's they draw attention to it as well, which doesn't help. Like Helga constantly yes. calls him football head. So he, he yeah, has and it's, it's not it's not just her; it's um, other characters do it as well. And you think, yeah, if if you're going to call it out, then there needs to be a reason for it, or it needs to signify something. Other than that's your main dude, you want him to look a bit different. So he doesn't blend in with every other character. He's exactly the same as. Yeah, so so I don't like the look of Arnold as a character. It, like he just looks physically wrong. Um, yeah. But but in general, I find just the aesthetic of this show just it's it's really not pleasant to look at like and, and i think the, I think the, the issue... problem for me go on sorry go on. No, just the issue for me is that it's kind of caught between two styles i think it's neither completely abstract in the way that something like say ren and stimpy is so you can go yeah. with the joy of how abstract it is nor is it completely realist in the way that something like rugrats is or as you know as realist yes. as you would expect a kid's cartoon to be anyway um, yeah. So it, it's kind of that's, that's exactly what I was going to say as well. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's what I was going to say. I think the, the other problem for me is that because it has this sort of city setting, and you know they're, they're trying to sort of make it as grounded and as, as, as regular and as normal as they can. The the color the, the color palette for the buildings and for the cars and everything, and even the characters themselves, it's far too bright. Yes, it is, and it's very far bright. too it's far too it's far too heavy. Whereas if you look at something like uh, Ren and Stimpy or something like Doug, the car the colors are very muted. Yes, and we come into this, and you've got vivid yellows, vivid reds, and so, hang on, that's not what we need. And it doesn't see it. Just, it looks it looks wrong, and there's nothing wrong with it. It just doesn't look right. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel like it fits. 
No, it, for me, it's got this very weird feel about it where it's very clearly in that kind of Nicktoon style. It's in that Nickelodeon yeah. kind of thinly lined, slightly abstract. It's, yeah. it's got that look to it. But then, you know, the other shows that that's applied to, you know, when you look at Rocco, when you look at Our Real Monsters, when you look at Doug even, let's not forget Doug started off yeah. over on Nick as well before it went over to Disney. You know, that yeah. that style just seems to fit those shows because, yeah, the color palette suits it. Whereas here you've got these just over-the-top colors popping out of it and it just looks, it it doesn't match with the style at all. Uh, and, and nothing kind of meshes. So I I don't like looking at it. I just, I just don't like looking at this show. Um, and again, this yeah. is coming from me who can barely draw a fucking stick man. So I am, you know, I, I am not somebody that should be criticizing anybody's <laughs> artistic integrity when it comes to drawing but you know i speak as i find and i just find this show very difficult to look at i really do um even down to some of the more i don't know how to, how to phrase it even but but some of the more generic looking characters i guess then you know a character like yeah. gerald for instance other than the fact he's got the big afro is drawn yeah. in a pretty kind of standard way there's nothing that looks you know he hasn't got a football shaped head or anything or a helga the same yeah. other than the big brow you know but but even though yeah she has the big brow and the overbite doesn't she yeah i mean she just looks german doesn't she which is fitting um yeah. you know those characters just aren't nice to look at nothing in this show is nice to look at and i think no that doesn't fit the tone if this had a tone like a ren and stimpy you know, or even a, a Rocco to that, to a certain extent, where yeah. it was slightly more violent, slightly more, you know, purposely repulsive, then yeah. I think I could go with it. But the fact that it, you know, it tries to ground itself in this city and it tries to be real stories about real people. And then they've got yeah. football shaped heads and bug eyes and weird colors and uni brows and yeah. Nothing matches. This whole show just feels like a mess to me. And when occasionally, yeah. when it comes together and it works, like you mentioned that the school play episode again, I I thoroughly enjoyed that. I thought that was thirty minutes of really good TV. So it yeah. can come together and work, but most of the time it doesn't. And I think it's helped when you get those longer episodes. You know, when it's you've got two yeah. types of episode here. You've got your your straight through 25 to 30 minute narrative and then you've got your kind of double header you've got your double bill with yeah. it two like 15 minute stories those yeah. are fucking terrible every one of those yes. i've watched has been absolutely fucking terrible and it's been a pain to watch I've, i was gonna say i've got to be honest with those i think i watched a couple of those and they were harder to watch like i found myself looking at the clock a lot more with those than i did on the um the the, the full length episodes if you like yeah definitely and again i think that comes down to you know when you've got those 15 minute chunks and you haven't got a long time to tell a story like your gags need to come thick and fast you need a lot of physical comedy yeah. you need a lot of broad strokes yes and this doesn't but you need you also do need that. to set your you need to set your stall out very early as well and i think there was one i watched which was i think they went on a fishing trip yeah and um all the food got eaten. The bear got into the food. The tents got stolen. All the rest of it. Again, it's been done a million times on a million different sitcoms where you have that sort of camping scenario. Fine, yeah, great. But that was a shorter. I think that was a shorter episode. But it felt like an absolute slog because the only gag was we don't want to be here, but the parents are having a good time. The parents don't want to be here, but the kids are having a good time. So they're all trying to you know, walk on eggshells around each other and not let on that everybody thinks it's shit and they want to go home. But that's a that's a one note joke. Yeah, you can do that. You can do your reveal once that. Actually, that no, they're both thinking the same. 
and then that's it. It doesn't work any, anymore after that. So then the next 12 minutes was just really fucking dull and nothing happened. Yeah, and, and that is the problem. Like when you've got these shorter shows, you need a simple narrative. It needs to be told very yeah. quickly. You know, and just thinking back to a couple of months ago now, but not that long ago in terms of episodes because our output hasn't been great. Um, but, you know, thinking back to things like Garfield and Friends where you literally, we said at the yeah. time, you literally had stories told in the space of 30 seconds there when they were doing like the quickies, but yeah. they worked. It was in, yes. simple gag, out. Now, this is the complete opposite. This is much more long-form storytelling. It's much more rooted in character and environment. And so it suits yeah. that 30-minute episodic format because they've got more time to establish the narrative and tell these yes. stories and work out what the characters want. They're unable to translate that into 15 minutes. And again... I think part of that is because they just don't have the cast of characters. The only character yeah. who's broad enough strokes to do that is Helga, again, because we yeah. know what she wants. We know who she is. We Arnold wants something different every week. He's got no discerning features other than the fact he's got a football head. Gerald is yeah. just... I mean, I don't think he'd even get away with Gerald these days, to be honest. No, like, absolutely. I, <laughs> although although there, was, there was a movie in 2017, so it'd be interesting to see what they did um, to get around Gerald's uh, as he was yeah i mean there's stereotypes and then there's stereotypes really <laughs> and then there's gerald yeah i mean it's pretty yeah and but yeah i think even then like, you, they change the characters so often because if you go back to the episode where they're playing whatever the game is like something the, to do the with episode king before it. is it the king something yeah name of it. So, yeah that was it man but like if you look at it, the week the episode before they were best of buds and they were inseparable and they 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 were backing each other up and he you know whatever was going on with Arnold Gerald was his wingman he was written and he was really sort of playing the role and then you get the next episode and it's like they don't actually know each other and they don't like each other but it came from nowhere and I think hang on this relationship doesn't work because all of a sudden your character is completely different they'd be they'd be better off having effectively a third wheel in their group who you know they were too cool for then all of a sudden ditches them for this game and again you you've got a bit of conflict then you've got a bit of drama in the episode whereas what we actually got was Gerald blows him off. He doesn't know why, so he then follows him and finds out. And then he he teaches himself to play the game so he can either beat Gerald or get his friend back. And okay, fine, that works. But the, neither character actually was true to true to where they've come from in the previous episodes. No, and you hit on something else that's bothered me about this show there as well, in that you said they need a third wheel there, and actually, you know, their core friendship group. We've already said about those other shows having a you know a much more sort of centralized group dynamic but here there is yeah. no there's there's arnold and gerald who are meant to be best buds but as you say gerald isn't in every episode so you don't necessarily see him all the time and then the yeah. rest of the kids just kind of flit in and out there's no gang yeah as such and you know when, again when you're kids when you're in school everyone has a gang you have your bunch yeah. of kids that you hang out with and you will have a place in that socially imposed pecking order of that gang. You will be yeah. the leader or the wingman or the whatever you're going to be. Like you, You'll know. But again, that gives us all an easy in. We understand yeah. who's the nerd, who's the leader, who's the yeah. wingman, who's the token And again, girl we all recognize that. We, you know, we've we, all been yeah. there. Yes, exactly. But they don't have that. They just have... You know, the, the the friendship at the core between Arnold and Gerald is more like two middle-aged guys hanging out that just see each other fucking occasionally and yes. like go for a beer or in this case probably a root beer or something and just yeah. shoot the shit. Like, But that 
doesn't make for an interesting animated show. That might make no, for and an it's, interesting and, and again, indie it's not, movie. But yeah, I say it's it's not really conducive to a group of kids who are what nine, ten, eleven years old either. You don't have no. You, I, I know you have, you have all sorts of characters and all sorts of people and all sorts of kids, but that no, I've the experience I have of children of that age. Obviously, you no, know, mine are getting to that point now. That's not how it works. No. No, they don't just sit around and talk. They they want to fucking run around and play and do fucking cartwheels and you know, they do. blow kids. shit up and make my life miserable. Yeah, but you know, but they're kids. They 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 want to be kids. And yeah, as you've hit it on the head on the head quite well. Having two middle aged dudes who just happen to be in kids' bodies, that's an entirely different fucking project. Completely, I, and you know that's not a children's show. And mm. again, that is part of the core problem here. Is it? It's neither one nor the other. It's neither an adult animation where they can be more sophisticated in their humor and their storytelling. Yes. Nor is it a children's show. It's kind of caught in this middle ground where he wants to be a teen show, I think. But then the kids are too yeah. young to appeal to a teenage audience. So yeah, but they're too old to appeal to a, a pure kids audience. Exactly. Which is odd because that is the one thing that I think Nickelodeon particularly excelled at was finding yes. that middle ground. You know, it, when you look, Cartoon Network kind of took the mantle towards the end of the 90s, to be fair. Cartoon Network came in and swept yeah. the rug out from under them. But certainly in the early 90s to the mid-90s, like Nickelodeon, you had the likes of Real Monsters, Ren and Stimpy, Rugrats, and all yeah. of those shows that were appealing to both younger yeah. and older children. And let's be fair, the parents as well. Because it was just yeah. that good. The the quality was consistent. And then, yeah. you know, this for me, as I said back at the start, was kind of me aging out of it. And for me, this was the drop-off point. You know, from Hey Arnold, we started to get into, like, Jimmy Neutron and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, yeah. Nickelodeon just collapsed. Um, yeah, and it's completely imploded on itself. It did, yeah. And and it's just like they they had something for a while, and then they just completely lost it. And I think the problem was once they started losing audience share, um, and I say Cartoon Network really did come in and kick them in the bollocks. Once that started happening, and obviously you know, Disney's always been Disney, but their output increased, um, and they, you know they started banging out shows, you no know, show after show after show as well. All of a sudden, Nickelodeon couldn't compete. They just had to get content on that was a little bit different, a little bit not necessarily edgy, but just a little bit out there compared to what was coming out of Disney and what was coming out of Cartoon Network. So you've got things like Jimmy Neutron, and actually. The it wasn't necessarily the quality you'd had you'd have had two years before, but it was content, and you got into this point. And I remember I went to I think I've told you this before um, when I was in uni. Jennifer Saunders was doing a talk, um, uh, like a no, it was a ticketed event that I went to, um, and she was talking. It was you were just getting the advent of like BBC Three and stuff like that, and she was saying that you will see some absolutely brilliant stuff because it gives more people access to get stuff on TV and to get stuff made. But you also see some absolute horseshit mm. because, from a network standpoint, get something on the air so we can stay on the air longer. Yeah, and like BBC Three was only on from like seven seven pm to like one am, and that was it. So they they only had like no, they only had like six hours of time to fill every day. But when you've got a kids' network that is on all day every day, and you are trying to keep up with the output from Disney and Cartoon Network, which is buying stuff left and right as well as well as commissioning their own. It just it, there had something had to give something had to break and unfortunately it was the quality of content that Nick were putting out. Yeah, and I think it's interesting, you know, when you look at the way all three of those networks diversified as well. You know, Nick would go on to get Nick at Night, 
Cartoon Network would then split itself off and have various different, like they, they became, you know, along the line started to delve into like XD and Toonami and all of that and just diversify yeah. out and split out their brand. And Disney would just permanently have always been a family network with not quite a yeah. watershed, but certainly a range of programming where you could get away with a little bit more a little bit later at night. And yeah. you see that now carrying through to Disney Plus. Certainly in the UK, I appreciate this is not a worldwide thing, but in the UK, we've got Star included with ours, which is where all the adult stuff gets dumped. So if yeah. I want to watch Die Hard, I can watch Die Hard on Disney Plus, right? It's there for me yeah. as an adult. Um, but I think, you know, even when you look at Nickelodeon getting into Nick at Night, they made such a hard jump from Nickelodeon to what would become Nick at Night, which was mostly live-action sitcoms and things. Yeah. Whereas Cartoon Network and Disney balanced that a bit more because Disney had always had that kind of family aesthetic anyway, so they never got too yeah. hardcore. Um, but then Cartoon Network kind of bridged that gap perfectly in that... Uh, and I think this is where Hey Arnold falls down. Cartoon Network, when they came in and literally swept the rug out from under nickelodeon really mm. what had happened is nickelodeon was becoming stale i think and and nickelodeon's brand was extreme in the early 90s that was the thing the nicktoons were extreme yeah. they were zany they were wacky they had this very it was, it was specific typical 90s, art yeah it, it, like nicktoons were, were laser targeted at 90s kids and that's why we loved them and i did and i still do adore that period of nickelodeon this then tried to bridge that gap into what would become a far more sardonic generation behind them. All right. But yeah. what, what Cartoon Network managed to do was take that original zany, wacky, extreme 90s style and just lash irony on top of it. And Nickelodeon mm. was never able to do that. And Hey Arnold is the prime example of that. It yeah. wants to be more sophisticated. It wants to have a higher level of humor. But it can't I get the, there. Whereas Cartoon Network... I think you know, the problem is it kind of sterilized itself, in It effect. totally did. Whereas Cartoon Network came along and just took broad swipes at Nickelodeon and Disney. Disney is still over there doing the same thing that Disney always did, right? And that's why Doug ended yeah. up over there, and that's why Recess was over there. You know, they're warm, friendly shows. They're still funny, but yeah. they're warm and wholesome, and you know where to go for that if you want it. Cartoon yeah. Network comes along, and we get Dexter's Lab and the Powerpuff Girls and Johnny Bravo yeah. and all of this stuff, which is just stepping so close to the line. And then yeah. instead of going over it, just pulling back at the last minute with its tongue firmly in its cheek and just yeah. skewering those other two networks. And they just did not see it coming. And that's all Nickelodeon had to do was realize that actually, you know, the 90s are over and the aughts yeah. are coming. And these kids are fucking assholes, so we need to be assholes too. Like, yeah, and that's absolutely. that's where they fell down. They couldn't get that sort of ironic, sardonic humor that came yeah. for the generation that we would become as as young adults. You know, and that's why yeah. we watched Cartoon Network and not Nickelodeon. And that's yeah. where they lost their audience, and that's where eventually they they blew up because. Yeah, when I'm 12, 13, I love seeing people covered in gunk. When I'm in my yeah. early 20s, I like seeing people covered in a different kind of gunk. And I ain't finding yeah. that on Nickelodeon, to be honest. Not so much. Not so much. I mean, I ain't finding it on Cartoon Network either, but, you know, at least they alluded to it. I was going to say, at least they're, they're uh, aware of the fact it happens. Yeah, exactly. So, and I think that's a 
that's a big problem with this show and i think that became a wider problem for the network as they got further and further into the jimmy neutron and all of that you know we're again just doubling down on this zany wacky style but now making it computerized because that's what the kids are doing today and yeah nobody wanted it (laughs) just nobody wanted it they the the ship had sailed you know what we wanted then was actually powerpuff girls and dexter's lab and all of this stuff johnny bravo especially one of the very first shows we rewatched for this show yeah. you know when it still holds up today because it's funny and this isn't yeah. nor does it well it does attempt to be but it's just not i think, <laughs> it's just... I think the problem the, the biggest problem with this is that they've tried they've tried to make kids in a leading role every man Yes, and it doesn't work. Kids are kids, so because of that, yeah. they 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 don't they don't let them be kids. They don't let them have. I mean, you you look at things like Recess and like Rugrats. There were always episodes where there was some sort of war going on, whether it was capture the flag or there was some sort of war game going on, and they were all involved. And you don't get anything like that here, unless it's on episodes that I wasn't able to track down. You didn't have that sort of just. I would say it's a wonder of childhood, but just that sort of that almost innocence where. You, you you're able to play. You're able to have that. You know, like you play football, you play twenty five aside because that's something. You know, you've got fifty kits, but you've got one ball. So all of a sudden, so that's what you do. Or you you are playing fucking capture the flag, where it's not, but it's not a flag. It's somebody's fucking scarf or somebody's hat because they left it behind last time and now stuck it on a pole somewhere. There's there's nothing like that here. It's all it tries. It's trying to be. If anything, it's it's trying to sort of follow the example of things like Saved by the Bell, which was sort of almost sitcom. Yeah. But without the humour and without the without the the endearing characters, it's definitely that it's trying to be that sort of animated sitcom, but it's trying to do it with children, and in so doing, it. I mean, you hit the nail right in the head. It loses the magic of childhood, and there's no reason you can't do both. You've already mentioned it, but look at South Park. That does that perfectly. It's very adult yeah. humour. It is a sitcom, but it's also about a bunch of kids fucking around and being kids. Yeah. And just and seeing the ice through those kids, where anything is possible, yeah, and everything yeah. is magic, and every little thing is a big deal. A game of football is a big deal. Capture the flag yeah. is a huge deal, you know. Like, and and that's what this loses. And again, I think a big part of that is down to that city environment, because all of these stories just get swallowed up by this massive backdrop. Yeah. Whereas if they were, you know, if they were confined to a middle school or a small town you know and Mm. even those teen shows know to do that you know saved by the bell is largely confined to that school school in the diner yeah exactly you know it it doesn't really go much further unless there's a special where all of a sudden they'll go to a beach resort or they but then it becomes a big or occasionally you're in somebody's house yeah very occasionally you'll be in one of the core cast's house but again it's no it's not for long and then you're back to the diner or back to the school and i think that and don't get me wrong, I think that a lot of American city kids will have identified this, especially where you have like I'm these sure. sort of public schools where there's like you know, fucking 150 of them in a city. So you know, this is PS number one, this is PS number 406, because that's just, people will recognize that. But unless you live in an American city where you have that system, that we don't have it, certainly don't have it here, they don't have it in Australia, because the cities aren't big enough. Mm. So you, it's very difficult to identify that. And you, you know, where you have like school districts, and actually district number nine might have 10 schools in it. But they'll just be, you know, they'll be they'll be named and numbered, and you, that's kind of how you follow it. It doesn't resonate with people outside of that environment, and I think, be, and yeah, as like we said, because they they don't try and contain anything. 
they let you know, they let these stories sprawl and go off into you know, into into the wider world. Actually, they lose a lot of what makes it charming and a lot of what would make would would make the show appealing, because it doesn't have the heart. That you, know, you look at sort of um, you look at sort of not kid shows, but you look at shows where they 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 are set in a particular city and the city becomes a character. If you're gonna if you're gonna have that sort of wide sprawling narrative, you need to do that. And you look at some. Sort of, um, what was his name? Um, when they did, when they did Gotham, when they did the um, the Jim Gordon series, I can't remember the guy. I think oh, I can't remember the guy who was, who was in it now. Um, but when they did that, Batman. the whole thing was that no, no, no. It was, was pre Batman. You, had, you know, Junior Bruce Wayne, and I can't remember the, the the actor who was also in um, the OC. He'll come back to me later on. I didn't watch um, it because I didn't like it. <laughs> I'm honest, I, I watched like a, f- a few episodes. I watched in. the first two seasons. I stuck it out for two seasons, but it was painful. Um, but yeah, like at least there, like, they they made a point of you. You knew when you were in particular parts of the city, you knew who you knew what gangs were there, you knew what villains were there, you knew what was coming, and you kind of equated storylines from a you know, previous episode. You could then follow that follow that through later on. That 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 city had its own character and had its own character, had its own um, nuances everywhere you went. In this, in when well, we get to Ireland, whatever city is, I don't know where it's supposed to be, Chicago or New York or wherever it's going to be, but it's just a generic city, and actually they could be anywhere. Well, there, it doesn't yeah. matter. Therein lies the problem, right? You, you, we can't name the city, right? So there's, there's a problem straight away. But not in a no, not in a Simpsons-esque way, whereby they make a joke of the fact that it, you know, they could be in any one of six states. But yeah, but even Springfield, right? Springfield is a yeah, place. But, like whether, yeah. whether it's a real place or not, if you say Springfield, we all know what that microcosm of Americana is. We all know Springfield, yeah. right? That's a town with character, and that's a great example. You were talking about shows where, you know, the town or the city becomes a character. Springfield is a prime example of that. I was also going to go with, just because it's so similar to, to Hey Arnold as well, you can look at Friends, you can look at Seinfeld, yeah. right? Same thing, where, where New York is the character there, right? Yeah. Now, when we say that these these places take on a life of their own, they become a character, the way they do that is that actually they make them much smaller than you think they do, all right? Because yes. when you think about how important... New York is to Friends or Seinfeld, right? You only ever see Central Perk, maybe the museum, each other's apartments, the, the, the deli in Seinfeld. Yeah. You don't see New York at large. What they do is talk about it and how it affects them. And you see these very key locations and you get used yes. to them. And you get used to the dialect and the language. But again, you're doing it through a very small central cast who you understand yes. very, very well and who yeah. are well observed. And The Simpsons is exactly the same. When you say Springfield, right, straight away off the top of the head, right, you can go Quickie Mart, Springfield Elementary, Moe's Tavern, the nuclear power oh. plant, right? You know the places and you know the people yeah. that work at the places. Yes. But Hey Arnold doesn't do that. It's just this sprawling city and they end up at different places all the time. And that's where I was struggling yeah. to connect. One episode we're in the museum, another episode we're in the school, another episode we're camping, another episode we're at someone's house. We need to go back to the same places to understand yeah. the dynamic of this city. Where are the good bits? Yeah. Where are the bad bits? Why are the bad bits bad? Who lives in yeah. the bad bits? Because one of our cast definitely should if not yeah. all of them. I don't know. I got the impression that none of these kids are particularly well off, right? Yeah. But we don't understand that because we don't understand how this city works. And as an outsider, I need to know that. Yeah. You know, and, but 
you're absolutely right. You know, and you said to go back on something you said probably about 10 minutes ago now before I started ranting about that. Um, <laughs> there will be, you know, a, a slice of, of America out there where, you know, kids do get brought up in these cities and they do go to these inner city schools and all of this rings very, very true to them. And I'm sure there are millions of them because America's a fucking big place with some huge cities. Yeah. It's just that it doesn't translate. And it, and yeah. I, And I feel bad saying that I haven't really enjoyed it because it's clearly not a bad show. Clearly not. Yeah. It just doesn't connect with me at all. Um, you know, but I, I don't like the art style, but I can't say it's poorly drawn or poorly animated. No. I don't care for the stories, but I can't say they're particularly poorly written. They're just not very funny and they don't connect with me. Um, yeah. I, I think the performances same, same are Same with the great. performances. I, the I think performances are good. pretty good, actually. Yeah, but <laughs> they don't do anything. Okay. I mean, I mean... The one thing that, that we do need to say with the performances, you know, I, I, this has been quite um, widely written about, I think. These are actual kids doing these performances as opposed mm. to the norm, which would be to get an adult voice actor with a high-pitched voice. These are kids. Yeah. They cast kids. Um, so, you know, there's, something's got to be said for that because actually I think the performance is pretty good anyway, but when you consider they're kids, yeah. they're very, very good. Yeah. And then, as as usual, you've got you know, you've got the old hands of joining in. You've got um, Dan Castellaneta and uh, Trask McNeil playing the grandparents. Yeah. So again, you've got you've got experienced uh, voice actors there who, are, who are, whether they want to or not, whether they mean to or not, they will you know, they will be having an influence on the way the kids perform and the way you know, the, the way that they're directed and things like that. And that's all going to help as well. And I think that yeah, you're right. I think the performances are good. I, I hadn't realised until I started um, reading up on this last week before I watched any. I hadn't realised that they they cast kids in it. I just assumed they'd done what everybody does, and yeah, get some um, get some women with some slightly lower pitched voices, or some uh, some some men with with higher pitched voices, and then fix it in post effectively, and and get the voices almost right, and then just sort of tweak them later on. I hadn't realised they used kids, and actually, yeah, it was a very um, it's it's a very bold move, and actually, it, it paid off, and I think the the performances are good. It's sometimes the material is the problem, and again, so it's not that the writing is bad; it's just not funny. No. And it's it's a kids' cartoon. It's effectively a kids' sitcom in, in animated form. It needs to be funny, and whether that's one-liners or whether that's gross out or whatever it's going to be, there needs to be something that's going to make you oh fucking hell! I shouldn't be laughing at that, but I am. Yeah, it's just it's just lacking on so many levels for me. I mean, there's also the and and this is a bigger thing than it should be for me. I know uh, regular listeners will know I have a thing about theme tunes, but you know. Again, all the other Nicktoons. How does the Rugrats theme go? You know, straight away. How does Rocco's Modern Life go? You know. Ah, Real Monsters. Ren and Stimpy. You know them all. You know those theme tunes immediately, as soon as I throw them out. How does Hey Arnold go? Other than the end, which no goes, idea. Hey Arnold. Yeah. That's all you know, isn't it? That's all you know. I can see Hey Arnold, and I can see them all silhouetted in that alleyway, and the, and the, and yeah. the text comes up. That's all I can remember yeah. about the Hey Arnold credits yeah like normally when we when we watch these shows when we go back there's usually a very visceral response as soon as you hear that theme tune the first time oh fuck yeah i remember yeah, that totally i was sitting i was sitting in essence i was i was um actually watching stuff downstairs so i was, I was so alone yesterday so i actually watched stuff on the big tv downstairs and i put it on it oh what's that i don't remember that yeah that's not a theme team did they have a different theme team and it's only when you got to the end of it oh yeah no that was it that was a bit of shit and again, to compare it to to the two shows that we've perhaps unfairly held it up against, I know our recess goes immediately. 
I certainly yeah. know how Doug goes, and I'm already regretting bringing it up because now I'll be lying in bed at night going <laughs> do 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 because it tells you everything about that show immediately, and you forge yeah. that connection straight away. You're right. The first thing when you put yeah. it out on after all these years, you hear the theme kick in, and you yeah. know that show. You forge that connection. This just isn't there for me with it. Now, that, that's partly my fault because it never connected me to begin with because I was slightly too old and didn't live in a big city. That's on me. But then. But I, th- I think when you come to the theme song, the theme song should still be able to catch you. Of course it did. Because besides the um, fact that I was too old and didn't live in a city, you know, I've also never been a fraggle nor lived in a rock. But that's the best theme tune ever. So, you know, it doesn't, doesn't need yeah. to make sense, does it? No, and I think that. It's if you think like the thing of recess, obviously you get that you, know, you get that almost sort of military that military esque sort of um, no, that little tin whistle over the top of the uh, the drum and all of yeah. that sets to see you've got this group of kids that are in the trenches, they're fighting to survive, so they're trying to get through school. Mm-hmm. And you know, um, Doug again, it's it's very it's very apt to the character, and all of a sudden you get this, and it's like it's just so throwaway. It is. And you think, oh, why why have they done that? It just doesn't it doesn't fit with the show and it doesn't tell you anything about it everything about the show just kind of leaves me scratching my head everything about it you look at it and go well, what is this why have you done that what what is this and that's the core of the problem i don't know what this is nor what it's trying to be i know that it's good i do know that it's good i just don't enjoy it i can see that yeah. it's good it's clearly good I just don't enjoy it. I didn't then, and I don't now. And I was hoping I would. I was hoping mm. as an adult, maybe I'd see the stuff that I didn't get as a tween, essentially, or well, no, near enough a teen by this point. Yeah. Um. You know, where I, where I myself was in no man's land. You know, I was too old for the kid yeah. stuff, too young for the adult stuff. So I was hoping now as an adult, I'd look at it and go, "Oh yeah, well, I thought it was boring as a kid, but that's actually just because I didn't understand how sophisticated the jokes and the storytelling were." But yeah. that ain't the case at all. No, and I mean it's it's quite telling. So I've got the the wiki page open here, and um, so they did the the second film. So they did, did the Hey Arnold movie in two thousand two, which did relatively well. Um, that kind of saw. I think that was that came just before the end of the um, the actual show, which ended in two thousand four. So they no, it, it it did decent bank. It was no, it was it was good enough to keep the show running for another two years. But then it went away. So from t- so they weren't producing it from 2004 to 2017 when you had the um, the Hey Arnold Jungle movie. And they were, that was their attempt. They wanted to use that as a springboard to bring the show back to do a sixth season. And it absolutely fucking tanked because it just didn't go over well. With, but, no, but the, by the time you got 13 years down the line, you're an entirely different generation. Mm. And whereas it no, it had a, no, it, it appealed to sort of the, no, the, so the, the, the older millennials like ourselves, it didn't resonate with the next generation and for whatever reason the, the the movie absolutely tanked and all of a sudden they were they were hoping that netflix or the apple well, apple weren't in the game at the time but no they they, they were sort of getting into, into talks with sony about having the apple the apple tv now amazon they were hoping somebody was going to pick it up on the back of their movie the movie did so badly they all just kind of went yep we're going to step away from that one thank you very much and it's never happened since i think the problem and the, the the problem with that is now that the it hey arnold will almost take on cult status as that thing that the the last movie kind of ruined it, when actually I don't think it did. I just don't think the appetite was there for it in the first place. If they, I don't, I think, don't think if it if they try, if they try to put out a series instead of putting out the last movie, I think the effect would be largely the same, because the interest isn't there for it. I think. I mean, I'm certainly not t- taking this to my kids and so I watch this is brilliant. I think you're right because even back in the day, 
Like it was, I remember it being reasonably popular, even over here as well, yeah. for all I've saying about, you know, not connecting with me and stuff. I remember it being popular. I remember there being merch. I remember people talking about it. Like it yeah. popped up everywhere. So I remember it being popular, just like all the other Nicktoons were as well. Yeah. But for instance, if you dropped a Rugrats movie today, right? If you dropped a Rocco's Modern Life movie today, even to go yeah. even like random with the Nicktoons, right? There yeah. is going to be a core slice of audience, us, essentially, who will absolutely yeah. watch it and who will absolutely take our own children, right? Because yeah. they were a huge part of our childhood. So we want to see them and we'll share it with the next generation. Nobody wants to see Hey Arnold and that tells you everything. We didn't go... Yeah. Like, if that was a new Rugrats movie or if that was a Rocco movie or if that was a Real Monsters movie, any of those... I absolutely would seek it out and watch it. Am I going to watch Hey Arnold, yeah. the Jungle Movie? Am I fuck? The title's bad enough, let alone the fact I don't I enjoy I didn't even know show. it existed until, until I started I. reading the wiki page. Didn't know they'd done it. Nor did I. Um, so, you know, that, that kind of tells you everything you need to know. It bombed because no one gives a fuck. And no one gives a fuck because this show was good, but not special in any way and i don't yeah, think it I resonated mean, I... may have resonated with a very you know specific core audience but it yeah. didn't resonate with a generation in the way that its predecessors did you know you can yeah, stop I, I anybody the... of our generation and talk about those other nicktoons and you'll just see their eyes light up they won't yeah for hey arnold yeah and i think that's the thing is that for i mean it, it was just it had five seasons. I think it had about a hundred episodes. I'll tell you exactly now. But um, it had oh, bang on a hundred episodes, one hundred eighty-five segments, hundred episodes. So I mean, it, it, no, it, it ran for a while. They you know they had they had five years out of it, six years out of it. But the problem is, it just it was just kind of vanilla. That's the Whereas, best you know, description you know, of a, it, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it's it's fine. It's passable. If there's no other ice cream around, you'll eat it. But it's not raspberry ripple. I, I I mean, I think it's good. I genuinely think it's good. I can see that it's good. It's just fucking boring. For me, it's, I, I really yeah. like vanilla ice cream, but I get the term vanilla as a... Yeah, it, it is uh, vanilla. There yeah. is nothing... It's bland, it's plain, it's... No, totally, yeah, it's, totally. I, I'm, it's uninspired, I think, is the, the, yeah. the best way to look at it. I'm that person that will choose a vanilla ice cream over something like a raspberry ripper or chocolate because I just think it's nicer, but I'm weird like that. Um, I'd call it strawberry. <laughs> Depends on the... I fucking hate strawberry yeah. ice cream and it doesn't taste like strawberries and it is bland and it's a weird pink colour when it should be red. Yeah. It's just rubbish. Strawberry ice cream's bad. Um, that's not. Do you know what? We're fifty-five minutes in before I went on a tangent. That's pretty good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, th I think yeah, I think for me that's kind of the the best I can come up with as a description. It's, it's vanilla. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just kind of there. And if you put this on, you, you put this on a, a streaming service, and you give me choice of this Rugrats, Doug, Rocco, and Ren and Stimpy, I am watching this. No, hundred times out of hundred, I am not choosing this. In all honesty. If this was freely available on a streaming service, I still wouldn't watch it, even if none of those other things were. I would be more likely to just turn the TV off and do anything else, to be honest. Yeah. Cook dinner, read a book, have a wank, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> like, Hopefully not while you're cooking dinner. Yeah, all those things at once. Be careful of paper cuts. <laughs> and also where the product goes. Yeah. Um, you don't want to be eating that. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, so you know, I I just wouldn't 
watch it. I just, it's, yeah, I don't want to watch it again, yeah. ever. If I'm honest, yeah. I mean, this this is the bit that's disappointed me because I do. I, I I can't I can't say I remember it fondly in as much as I remember anything about it other than the football shade head. Yeah, I remember nothing about the show other than the fact that that's what Arnold looked like and taking the piss out of Emma in sixth form. Um, but yeah, it was it was one of those when it came, when when we talked about it, I was like, yeah, okay, I remember that. That was quite good. It was quite entertaining. And then yeah, it was just nothing. And having watched now, I say about eight episodes yesterday. I can safely say I will never search it out again. And the fact that it's not widely available, again, that tells you a lot because you look at, you know, you look on YouTube, you look on Daily Motion, and the absolute fucking litany of stuff that's available, and you can find half a dozen episodes of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, that's kind of telling. Uh, part of that is because it's actually locked down in some very specific legal troubles as well. Um, so it's a big reason right. why the show ended. Um, there are some rights issues with Hey Arnold. It has been released on DVD. It is available if you want to pay good money for it. Uh, and we, uh, you know, as always with the show, we won't get into the legal history of things here. Don't want to say anything that might be litigious, uh, yep. <laughs> as we've done previously. Although, to be fair, we, between the two of us, we have four fifths of fuck all. So you can, if it's sue us, we, can, we haven't got anything to sue for. True. Um, but yeah, there there is there are some rights issues surrounding this. Google is your friend if you want to know about it. It's not it's that not interesting. That. We're not talking about John K level shit here, okay? It's not really very interesting. But there are some issues, which is why it's it's perhaps not so available. Um, I, I think if you want to buy it streaming, I think it is available on Amazon Prime in some territories. Um, it's it's right. a pay-to-play. You don't get included with a subscription. It wasn't included for us. Um, yeah. I, in fact, I don't think you can even buy it on Amazon. No, it's not UK. available. I, I did yeah. look yesterday because when 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 you said where you got it from, I thought well, I'll I'll see if I can buy it, even if I buy a handful of episodes. Yeah, I mean, but as always, we we fully advocate paying for your content, listeners. Um, whether you you know Absolutely. whether we like things or not, we will pay for them wherever we can. Um, yeah. It is important to support creators, but this just wasn't Absolutely. available for us. Short I of mean, tracking you, down a DVD, which we just didn't have time yeah. for. That's it. I mean, you know, you, we we know with with ourselves. Unfortunately, listeners can't can't see this, but to my left is a stack of about five hundred DVDs, and there's some absolute fucking bilge in there that we've bought for Better Than Mario or for this show, uh, or just because we have shit tasting films. Um, but yeah, there's some absolute fucking garbage over there. But it's, we've gone out and bought it because that's what you know. That's what you're supposed to do. And at the end of the day, we're in the same boat. We're, we're creators, and we put stuff out there. And if people don't pay for it, then we don't get paid. So. I'm never going to say go get it for free. Yeah, exactly that. So, but but unfortunately, if you are in the UK, this is very difficult to track down. Yes. If I'm honest, listeners, it's not worth it. It's oh, really fuck, no. not worth the effort. Um, and and the, the stuff that you do find will be very poor quality. Unfortunately, that doesn't yeah. help. Um, but if you look hard enough, it's out there. Yeah, it's um, there. It's it, it it it's available. It's just yeah, not really. I'm I'm feeling that after having you no. Know, Sat down and for a couple of hours yesterday and watched you know, eight episodes, or whatever it was. It was not worth the time or the effort it took to find the fucking things in the first place. Definitely not. And it's a shame that after having a few weeks off as well, um, we've had to come back to something back that's, on a downer. that's a downer and lukewarm. Um, yeah. But but that's the way it is. Hopefully, we're on to bigger yeah. and better things. You know, not everything can be a fucking smash hit. So yeah, you know, unfortunately, this wasn't it wasn't then. It isn't now. Um, I really yeah. hoped it would be. I, I genuinely did think that maybe a rewatch this would this would blow me away, but it didn't. Yeah, and that's a shame. 
Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I, I came into it ho- more hopeful than anything else, but yeah, it just hasn't materialised. And now, as you say, now it's on to hopefully bigger and better things, but probably not because we're not that lucky. It's 2023. I'm pretty hopeful about what's next on our list. Pretty hopeful. I can't remember. That's, I measure my bets on that one. I can't remember. I'm, I'm pretty hopeful that it'll be good. <laughs> uh, if it's not, it will probably destroy a large part of my childhood. So, yeah, fingers crossed. Huh? Yeah, so, you know, Tune in, yeah, same tune bat in time, same out. bat channel, listeners. Yeah, a fortnight from now, hopefully, unless life throws me another fucking curveball, which it better not, um, we will be looking at something far more enjoyable. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. I can't remember what it is, so I'll have to look on the list now. I'm just leaving I everybody don't plan ahead. hanging. Yeah, I'm just going to leave everybody hanging. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't really think I've got anything else to say about A. Arnold. Um no, I think we kind of talked around it more than anything else because, because there's not really that much to that's say about the it. Problem, it's so vanilla, as you say. It's just so. There's nothing to pull out of this. I think there is, if you live in those cities. I'm sure there's all sorts of really well observed stuff in there, but I can't yeah. talk about it because that's not my life experience, and so I haven't pulled that out. For me, it's just a boring show about boring people in a boring city with a guy with a weird shaped head. That's what it was for me. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of fair. I mean, yeah, it is. Worse. And I dare say people will disagree. I think no, this was something I remember this being popular. I remember people liking it. Oh, totally. Um, I, I I remember liking it. I can't for the life of me remember why now. Um, and it may have just been because it was TV. And I when, when I was inside watching this, I wasn't outside getting fucking rained on. Yeah, I mean, they, they were yeah, definitely... It was, it was a Saturday morning, so it was a case of go out and play football or go and play rugby. So if I'm outside, I'm getting fucking wet. At least if I'm inside watching this, I'm, I'm warm and I'm dry. Would... And there's some cartoons on TV, so I'm happy. But yeah, looking back at it now, um, nearly 30, well, not certain, more than 20 years later, not quite nearly 30 years later. But yeah, looking at 20 years later and going, fuck me, this really doesn't stand up. No, it doesn't. And again, a, a large part of that is our cultural baggage. You know, there will be listeners in other countries who've probably listened to some of our episodes and maybe gone and found an episode of Biker Grove and can't even understand it, let alone understand why Fuck, we I don't understand it. half of it. You know, so this this is just a cultural thing, I think, listeners. Like I said, I know this show's good, so don't come at me with your fucking pitchforks. I mm. know it's good. It just ain't for me. Sorry. Yeah, and I, I would really like to hear from people who enjoyed this show um, and, for the, and for their reasons why, because I... I didn't want to dislike it. I, I, I don't know whether I dislike it. I just don't really like it either. Yeah. But I'd, I, I would be very interested to know what people took from uh, from, from watching it, especially if they are playing along at home and going back and watching what they can. Um, so, yeah, as always, please get in touch uh, on Twitter, SMPDPod, or uh, on our website, ddpodcast.net. Um, yeah, we'd love to, love to hear from you um, because, yeah, we're obviously missing something. I think we're probably in a minority on this one. Definitely. I'm, um, I'm convinced of but, it. But, yeah. Yeah, but I think we're missing something, so please let us know what it is. Um, while you're there, obviously check out our other episodes and our other shows as well. Um, wherever you get your podcasts from, uh, subscribe, leave a message, we'll be back to the best we can. Until next time. See you later.